Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. The simple trick I'll say to everybody listening to this, open up a Google Doc, maybe it's a piece of paper, whatever your medium is, and just brain dump everything that every lead has ever asked you, every DM you ever got. What are the questions that they're having? Just write them all down because that's the stuff that can feed your content over and over again. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, I am talking with Shiley from your socialmediasherpa.com. She has some incredible tips for those of you that feel a little burnt out on what to post on social media. I think her perspectives are really fascinating and will kind of help you think a little differently about how to come up with new ideas and what to post and why. But before we jump into this interview, here are a few words from the folks that support this show. If you'd like to try digging in a little bit more deeply into yourself, what makes you tick, and your business, and maybe try and figure out what needs to be released or changed to make your business grow and thrive and to make you happier as the business owner, check out one of my one-on-one tarot readings for businesses. They are about 45 minutes. They're done one-on-one privately over Zoom and offer you the opportunity to dig a little deeper and really understand what you need most and tap into your own wisdom. So check that out. You can go to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash tarot, T-A-R-O-T, to learn a little bit more about how all of it works and to pick a slot and sign up. Where are you in the world? I'm in Chicago. Oh, you're very close to me then. I'm in Minneapolis. Did I know this? I might have not known this. I love that. So you're indoors Yay. as well right now. <laughs> I'm driving to Kentucky for the holidays and like apparently, what is it? This weekend is supposed to be like a nightmare with weather. Yeah. Well, up here, it's supposed to be in the minus zero range, which is right unusual actually for, for the holiday time. It's usually a little warmer. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. This is, this is good. I'm excited. One of the things that you say on your website is that social media is a tool, right? Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think, especially as photographers, the visual aspect of our business, I hear a lot of folks really struggling with it. You know, it's it's not taking off or they don't know what to say or they don't know what to post. What What are your thoughts on how social media and photography kind of intersect? 
Ooh, this is so juicy. So yes to it being a tool, right? It's not a magical customer machine that's just going to bring you all the right people from the sky. Unless your content is like super above and beyond earth shattering. Uh, oh, now I'm thinking of another friend. She had like 300,000 people doing like crazy Photoshop stuff on Instagram. But like not every person is going to be dramatically wild and everywhere. So one of the things I guide my people on, especially, especially, I know you've got newer people on here, but newer people that have a network of people that want to buy their services, those are the people who are going to win with my nuggets. And a lot of times social media is like, oh, I should hope somebody's going to find me on Instagram. No, it's like, if you have 20 people that have been your clients in the last few years that have paid you money to do what you do, they have friends that can also hire you. They might even want to rehire you. And I ask people, how are you staying in touch with the people who are buying your services. How are you staying in touch? And in every industry, people are like, well, I mean, I could be a little better at it. And they look at me like guilty. And I'm like, that's the first thing you should be doing. How do you make sure the people who love and adore you, who can be your mouthpieces, are thinking about you on a regular basis in a way that they love and enjoy, that they get benefit from, that is easy for you? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So that's the biggest piece of how to use social media as a tool is that if maybe even if you don't have a bajillion followers, if 20 of your followers are people that love and adore you and they see the reminders of why you're great or you help educate them on what photography you do that can benefit their lives, that's going to get them to call you back and get them to tell their friends to call you back. Yeah. And it also helps the algorithms to get maybe strangers occasionally to call you back. But I'm like, why play the guessing game on social media when you can stuff the deck with people who are right for you? Or you can even find new people who are in your target demographic and make them follow you because they're going to want to see you too. Yeah. So that's the simple way I can say use it as a tool. Yeah. And I say this a lot on the show, particularly to my audience. I mean, most folks starting lifestyle photo businesses like weddings, families, that kind of stuff are not growing out big studios. They're not trying to hire a bunch of photographers. Some people are, but majority are not. And you're only one person. So if Mm -hmm. you have a hundred followers on a platform and a hundred of those followers, (laughs) like all of them want to hire you, that's a busy year we talk about this a lot, but I'm just driving the point home that the big numbers don't necessarily matter when you're a single Mm -hmm. person in a service-based industry. You're not trying to sell like high volume. Mm -hmm. It's the quality of the people who follow you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think one of the things people look at me, so I love LinkedIn and I know photography, I know Instagram is important, but like for me, my network on LinkedIn, my like 1,500, 2,000 people, like those are all people that know me, that have a connection with me. When they see Shiley pop up on their LinkedIn, they're they're like, oh, I know her. She's cool. Wait, what does she have to say? Oh, oh, I'm more willing to look at her stuff because I'm connected to her, right? And it's an engine to help maintain that relationship because, you know, Natalie, I get to talk to you on the phone today, but not every client you or your audience has is going to see you on a regular basis. How are they going to remember you? How are, you know, I always talk about like the... Um, when you bump into someone that you haven't seen in a while at the grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, Joe Schmo, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh wait, I was just thinking about you. Like that's what you're creating every moment on social media. And if you can do that roughly every other week for them, whether they read your content or not, it keeps you in their orbit because maybe they need a photographer in six months, but if they haven't seen you in six months and don't think about you in six months, they don't remember that you're an option. So that's what my work, my work really helps people do. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, okay, we're, we're talking to Shiley. Let's do the elevator pitch also on kind of what, what you do for folks so that they have a better idea. We were going to get to that, but let's do it now. 
Oh, no, I'm in for it. So it's YourSocialMediaSherpa.com. I help you be unforgettable to your network. And I say I do it within 100 days. So my world is literally doing what we're doing here. Like I talk to my clients and I guide them on how to understand how social media relates to what they already know in their business. So my, a couple of my photography clients were in their 30s and 40s. 30s? No, one of the guys maybe was in his 50s. And a lot of times they know like the referral-based model. That's like old school, how business worked. It's like, oh, I know you. You should go to there. You should hire this person. They don't tap into that network online. They don't understand how they all connect. They're like, oh, I should post that. You should buy my photography session. I post here. Do buy me, buy this, buy that. But it's really the relationship that we that has worked in business for the last thousands of bajillions of years. So <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I, I can help bridge the gap for people because when you understand how your efforts on social media relate to like your business, of course you're going to invest time in it. It's not going to be as much of a slog. So I take three months to get people to where they need to be in a way where they're doing content that they don't hate. They don't feel like, oh, it's so much work. It's not worth it. I make it so that's enjoyable. I adapt it to like their skill set. So in this case, photography, that's that's the skill that you probably want to highlight. <laughs> uh, for some of my clients, it's writing. For me, it's video and talking like on podcasts. Hey, so <laughs> with amazing hosts. I'm totally curious how you found LinkedIn could be a good platform for photographers because most photographers kind of are freaked out by LinkedIn or don't even use it. Some might a little bit, but Ooh. I mean, Instagram is made for photographers. So I know most photographers are there and they're moving to TikTok, whatever. But how could a photographer utilize LinkedIn, maybe like one or two ways that would be really helpful for them? Ooh, interesting. So the same concept, add the right people to your network on LinkedIn. So if you have your past clients, add them. But the other thing, I'll give you this. One of my, the first photography client I had, who was one of my early customers in my business, which was awesome. So thank you to this guy. He had, he was doing corporate photography, which might be a little bit different than your audience here, but he had all of his people on his list already on his LinkedIn, but he wasn't posting anything. So the simplest thing you can do, because somebody might be like, oh, what does Natalie do? Let me look her up on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And if your profile doesn't doesn't really educate people kind of like a mini website that's a missed opportunity right they might be like who is this person what's their deal mm -hmm. so it's making sure that when someone stalks you on the internet that there's information that just makes you seem like the hero photographer that they need that's a starting point yeah really nice profile and I don't want to gloss over the first thing you mentioned so I'm just thinking about my client base over the years and I this is like my they'll be in my 13th year wow doing this and as far as photography goes, but I have clients that are all sorts are in all sorts of careers, right? So that idea mm -hmm. that you said super quick, but I want to like make sure people heard it is hook up with your clients, you know, just because they're like a doctor or a corporate CEO or whatever they're doing doesn't mean that that isn't a useful connection for you. Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily connecting for maybe the same reasons they are on LinkedIn, but again, to keep yourself in front of them, you know? Exactly. The other thing too, is that if you do post on there and they see it and they want to shout you out, if they engage with your content, it boosts it out to their network too. Yeah. The algorithms, and I hate, I don't want people to get sucked into the algorithms because it's a nightmare. You don't, don't get too sucked in, but there is a lot of chances for new people to see you. The other best part, and I know photography is a exploited industry, a lot of, oh, just take my photos for free. And no, 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 no. Like the amount of net worth that every individual on average has on LinkedIn is way, way, way higher than Instagram. That's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I, I would love a premium demographic. Sure. Yeah. So, and you might be able to reuse some of the same ideas that you do from Instagram. It doesn't have to be completely isolated. Yes, you want to adapt to the platform, 
but there's some benefits there for sure. Yeah, it's a great way to like meet people where they are because if, for mm, example, that. CEO of X company has a couple of kiddos and you're a family photographer, that person might be using LinkedIn for their work, their business, but you're yes. meeting them where they are just because they're not coming to LinkedIn to see cute photos of families and seek out a family photographer doesn't mean it wouldn't work that way. It wouldn't be a useful place to be. 100%. You're going to the bar where all the right clients are hanging out and you're going to having a drink where they are. Yeah. You're totally spot on on that. That's a huge opportunity. But also too, here's the other big thing that I want to see more in photography. And the other photography client I had, he was like, oh, I want to make more on the family photos. And I think I heard you say in an episode, I think that's where there's a lot of cash. So so he's like, oh, if I can get a few of these a month, that'd be great. But every single one of his email marketings to his past clients was like, Buy my photo, sh- buy my uh, headshot, buy my, you know, photo shoot, buy my mini session, buy my this every time. And I was like, stop it. Like, that's like, fine. Like, you have to sell yourself. Fine. But like, tell me more about what this is going to do for me. So one of his emails, and I always do like a review of every email, every or a lot of the emails, a lot of their websites, social media profiles of every client I take on. And I looked at one of his emails and it was like, maybe it was a holiday one. And it was like 20 different images of like, like clients that he's had and their stories behind every photo. One of them was like five generations. And now that they've captured this memory, or here's a couple celebrating their 10th anniversary or here's all the grandkids together and like he was or like here's a a queer couple that's like you know you know having you know 15 year anniversary shoot or something cute and I was like and every single one was like a story right and it was like what impact did each of these photos have for these couples and I was like this is a fantastic email but you could have sent 20 emails instead of just this one email with all this gold well that's great and I'm sure since not everyone reads everything if you have done something like that where you have a massive email, you can pick it apart and republish stuff. That's something I always say. Like, we yes! that everyone's watching everything we're doing. Like, no, they're not. They're not. And they need a reminder. <laughs> yeah. But I think that idea of selling with story is really important because as I was listening to you, I was like picturing getting the email where someone's like, this is for sale and this is for sale and this is for sale. And it made me tired just listening to it and bored. And then when you think about selling with story and these fun family stories or whatever stories, mm-hmm. people can put themselves in that. You know, they can go, oh, yeah, that's me. I just got yes! married, but we had a elopement and we just didn't really get any photos. And oh, look at this cute couple. Eh, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Like they're not photographers. They're not experts in why this industry matters so much. Heck, I'm not an expert. Like I'm aesthetically challenged. Like don't like my one of my photographers like insulted all the photos on my my website and they're not great. So it's fine. But like, you know, explanations of like what this actually does for you and the impact it has is great because I'm I'm ignorant on some of that stuff, right? So if you're like a wedding photographer, right? Why should you not get a cheap photographer? What are the things that they usually miss? Or do you offer, you know, instant 20 photos like the the next day so you can post it on social media, right? Like, are there explanations of the value you get for whatever premium service that you offer, right? Why are costs the way that they are? You don't have to explain your pricing. I think I heard you say that in another episode. But like, how do people price in the industry? And what can you expect at different tiers? Like, if somebody explained that, I would know a lot more how to hire the right person for me right? Exactly. Yeah. It's that communicating your value piece. Yes. And it doesn't have to be as scary. Like, it's like, what would you say to like a client after a photo shoot? Or how would you have a phone call with them? Like, what information are they asking for? Make that available because somebody else didn't get the chance to ask you that question. And I'm going to shout out, I told you there's gonna be some compliments to you on this. <laughs> uh, I listened to one of the some of the episodes and you had this like series, right, where you're answering questions from your audience. Ah, uh, yes. Phototherapy. 
Oh, that's what it's called. I was like, there was a name to it. Yes. And I was like, great. Like you're taking the questions that individuals have had and you're putting it out as answers because somebody else listening to this probably also had the same question, but didn't have the guts to ask. And a lot of what I want to guide my people on is just letting people have that experience with you at scale, because you can't talk to every prospect on the phone for 10 hours. Granted, I'm assuming photographers don't even like that part that much, but (laughs) at least I don't always love that part that much. But like you can have those conversations happen without you being there, whether it's on your LinkedIn profile, whether it's a really good bio on your Instagram, whether it's your website that explains the different kinds of services and the benefits to each one and examples and stories, right? You're letting them get a taste of you without you having to be there. And that's the magic of the internet. Yeah. It's that why piece that is sometimes overlooked. Like why there's something that I offer called story sessions in my, my photo business. And I talk about why that's valuable. And I have an example from a family from 10 years ago and (gasps) how they, you know, this was priceless and this is why everyone should do this and blah, 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 blah. So I think, or blog posts about why it's important to get photos with your older relatives or why this, why that. And I think thinking back to how we started this conversation and and you're like, people post hoping they're like a magnet and people will just come. But you have to communicate what you're all about. And when you're in your own head as a business owner, you know what you're all about. But nobody else really oh. does. They might love your photos, but they don't really understand anything else. No, they don't understand the heart and soul behind it. They don't understand like, you know, easy thing you could post. Why did you get into photography? What is the unique lens of, yeah. of your photography, right? Uh-huh. The simple trick I'll say to everybody listening to this, and I say this to every industry, every client, and this is as simple. You can start it as simple or as more complicated as possible. Open up a Google Doc. Maybe it's a piece of paper, whatever your medium is and just brain dump everything that every lead has ever asked you, every DM you ever got. What are the questions that they're having? Just write them all down because that's the stuff that can feed your content over and over again. That's the easiest trick I can say because you can turn that into emails, posts, maybe photographs, all that stuff. Yes. Right? It's easy, right? And I want to, before you list your other thing, I want to just for my audience point out, for example, I've done that with my mini session page. So on Jennings.photo forward slash minis. There's like, just what are minis? Who are they for? And then I added some FAQs. There's only like four or five questions there, but they're things that kept coming up and kept coming up. Mm -hmm. And like you said, which I've reused in social where it's like, what is a mini session? Blah, 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 blah. Like taking all that stuff to Instagram or whatever is huge is great. But now I can confidently send people that page. And I know it's answering probably 90% of the questions I get asked about minis. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's so valuable. Audrey and I have talked about that in phototherapy. I don't know if we've recorded it, but we've definitely talked about it before we've hit the record button where we're like, we should just brain dump everything we get asked because it's it's a lot, you know, and yes. some of it we've covered and some of it we haven't. Sorry to I want to hear your other piece. No, that's actually really relevant. Look, you're, you speak photography. I speak social media and not as much photography. <laughs> so like when we can bridge our worlds, that's that's jackpot for content, right? I will ditto all that you said. Even mini sessions, like, right? Like maybe this is this is an FAQ for anybody listening to this. If you offer mini sessions, I keep getting those ads from like that big corporate version of mini sessions all the time. Mm. Why should I go with a, you know, hometown photographer and not this big corporation that's, I'm assuming, underpaying photographers for that service? That's my guess, right? I would probably guess the same. I'm so not familiar with a lot of that stuff. It, it might be a good way to get experience, but I don't think it's like a long-term sustainable option for photographers. Anyway, 
I'm totally ignorant to most of it. That's so. good. You shouldn't. You don't even know about it. They just they come up on ads like, here, get all your photos in 30 minutes for for free. And I'm like, how is that? How does that work? So explain it. Right. <laughs> explain why you should go with somebody who's a smaller business than somebody who's probably exploiting photographers. I don't know. Like that might be a piece of content for somebody. The other thing. And this is the thing that I think people don't always connect with social media. Like I have, I, there's a group of like consultants that I coach. I've had hundreds of them in this batch from one of my clients and they're thinking to themselves, well, they're always like, what do I post? What do I say? Or they're like, oh, wait, he, what are the posts that actually make me money? And they're thinking so much about like, oh, what worked in this post that made somebody reach out? And it's not as much about like this one post being like a cash out post. It's about sure. like humanness, right? Like the more I see your content before I went on this podcast and researched you, the more I got to know you, right? And your leads are going to, they have a whole batch of stuff that they can look at, but but it's every time that they see you pop up in their inbox, whether they, they read your email or not, they see your name pop up and that keeps you in the back of their head. Like I ask my clients, I'm like, do you read my emails that I send every other week with easy social media tips? And they're like, well, Shiley, I'm sorry. I don't read all of them. And I'm like, the magic isn't in reading all of them. The magic is that they think of me on a regular basis. That means that when someone does come up, my past clients can be like, Shiley, go call her. She's great. And I'm like, "Ah, thank you. Ego boost. (laughs) But that's what I'm glad that you brought because if you think about how you personally buy things, if I think about how I buy yeah. things, I'm like, sometimes it's someone that pops into my inbox for a year and then I'm like, then they have a great yes. uh, subject line and I'm like, click, you know, and it's just, it works out. So you, again, if people aren't necessarily reading your emails, it doesn't mean the consistency isn't working. I think that's a wonderful point to bring up. It's a relationship. It's a relationship that you're building over time, right? Is it, it's not just this one post that blew their mind. They saw seven other posts that blew their mind, right? Like I love when people, like my business is like people, and maybe this is photographers too, but like people come to me, right? I also, it's anxiety around, oh, I don't reach out to people. I'm not a cold, cold outreach person. But like when they see my content, somebody in my list is going to say, hey, Shiley, I've been seeing your stuff for a while. Let me hire you for something. And I'm like, oh, thank you. This is great. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about what you do. And, you know, you mentioned you aim to do it in 100 days and all that kind of stuff. Can you talk a little bit about maybe some things that you see people doing other than not explaining their value? Yeah. (laughs) That just aren't working or that people listening might be doing and they should just stop? (laughs) It's the lack of explanation. I think we've dove into that lack of context. Lack of direction. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Let's break context and direction down. So, right. Like, there's photography. Oh, I take pictures. Done. Okay. But so what? Like, tell, like what, what makes your thing special? Nobody just wants any photographer. Mm-hmm. An x-ray photographer. I don't know if that counts as a photographer. It's not the same as a wedding photographer. That's not the same as a newborn photographer. Right? They're all very, very different. Yeah. Explaining the unique lens that you have. And some people, actually, this is really interesting. There's something called like the halo effect. I think one of the issues that I keep hearing when I do podcasts and stuff is like, oh, what about niching? How do I niche? And like, not everyone's ready to make that decision right away. But the clearer it is that you can speak to something specific, the more people assume that you're capable of other things too. Interesting. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah. So instead of being, you don't want to be generic and just be like, I will take your photos, check, which I don't know if your people are doing that, but um, tell me what you love about it. Tell me about the thing that's most important that you keep. Are you like the best at customer service? Are you, uh, do you make it really, really easy? Do you make it really, really transparent? Like whatever that angle is, tell me more about it, right? Did you start doing photography because... Uh, I don't know, maybe you had that old grandmother that was dying and you didn't get any photos with her. I don't know. Like, 
funny example. Yeah, yeah. So there's contacts and then there's direction. I'm a big fan of email marketing. I didn't get why it was so good till another marketer friend pointed it out so brilliantly. I actually tagged her in a post today on LinkedIn. She she said, well, first off, you any platform can kick you off tomorrow. But email, if you have their if you have their names, you can have yeah. them forever, which is great. That's and right. there's no algorithm necessarily to fight you. So that's something really good. But the direction piece is what are you trying to get them to do? If somebody sees you on their Instagram and they're like, Oh, that's so pretty, they can like it and they might stay there for a while, right? But if you want them to stick around, maybe give we say what, give them a freebie, give them a lead magnet, give them some sort of gift to sign up to for your emails. That way you can now own those relationships and take them off the platform. But now whoever does sign up for your emails, those are the most vetted people in your network. That's right. They're the most interested in what you have to do. So you know that you can be a little more clear in like what you're offering and the value that you bring there. And and I think that's the big piece about direction, right? It's like, what do you want them to do next? Because if they look at your website, and they never do anything again. Like I had a client, I had two clients like that. One was a therapist, one was an insurance agency. <laughs> and there were people going to their website, but if they weren't ready to buy right away, there's no way for you to maintain that relationship. And emails is a great way to do it. So direction and context. Yeah, that's great. And context, I was thinking about that too. I mean, one thing that I've done personally for people listening, if they're like, how do I establish context? I talk about what I love, again, why I love story sessions. And I talk about, I like little details. I like taking my time, blah, blah, blah. I really enjoy candid stuff. But then when I talk about mini sessions, I emphasize all the time that I'm super, super fast. And I am, I'm like oh, yeah. really fast. I can get a ton of good photos in a very short period of time. And I've built that skill over years and years and years. But when parents that have little kiddos that are screaming their heads off read that in a social media post, they're like, yes, that, that's what I, that's exactly, I want it to be easy and fast, you know? And so reminding people that this is what makes it awesome, I think is that context is a great point. I think that's really amazing. Huge. And I'm sure you've learned that over the years because maybe you've interviewed your past clients and maybe they told you in their reviews what aspects they really, really like. Because yeah. what you think they like, and I'm saying this to myself too, like it might not be what we think we should be putting out there. It might be something different, right? Like one of my clients is like, yeah. I didn't know I needed a cheerleader. And I think more people need cheerleaders. And I'm like, hi, that's me. That's such a great thing to say. Yeah. So. And paying attention to what your clients say in those little moments are Gold. that's awesome content for your social stuff. I mean, I would say, I don't know, two thirds of my mini sessions, probably. And I could say this confidently. And I shoot a ton of mini sessions at the end of in their 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Every time people are like, that was amazing. That was perfect. We can't do more than that with these kids. You know, Aww. I mean, it's just constant affirmation that the time is so important to parents. And I don't have kiddos, but I can imagine myself being like, yep, just short and sweet. Thank you. You know? Yeah. And then being able to use that because it's such a strong aspect of your business that keeps getting reiterated by your clients. I, I imagine like social would be that would be a perfect social thing to talk about over and over and over. Yes. Tell me about the tips you, you use. I mean, I'm not saying you have to answer this now, but like educate people on the tips you use to make sure your kids stay quiet. Educate them on what you should do before showing up to a mini session. Educate them on all of that. I love that. And I'm like, wow, 15 minutes. Because yeah. like, that is a question I had before I was like looking at these mini sessions from one of these corporations. I was like, are they going to do it in time? What if I'm really bad at figuring out my body and stuff? And I'm like, well, that's what the professional is there for, right? But that's a question that I would have loved answered. So yeah. huge, huge. Essentially, it all boils down to this, like brain dump all your info, 
put that content out where your people are, where the eyeballs are, rinse, repeat over and over again. And over time, they're going to get to know you and your wonderfulness. And uh, that's, I, I do a version of it. There's a YouTube series I put out. It's 25 minutes and it explains everything I teach every one of my clients and it's public. So anybody can watch it at any time. You don't even have to give me your email. So it explains oh, the exact strategy I use with every client. And it's, it's a fun time. I had some people very mind blown after they watch it. I'm like, yay, I love that I can impact a lot of people. It makes me feel good. What is the URL for that? We will link in the show notes, but how can people find that 25 minutes? And while you're looking for it, I would just want to clarify when you said brain dump your info back to the beginning of this chat we were talking about brain dumping things that other people ask about or areas you've had lack of clarity or anything like that in your business it's like what do you find yourself having to answer over and over and over and over or clarify over and over and over and over those are perfect places to start for awesome social media content because chances are a lot of people are wondering the same thing. Exactly. And now you're taking it off their plate. Imagine now if you're not somebody who likes sales calls, like imagine now all of that conversation has already had for you. It's my favorite. Yes. I love when people email me and they're like, I know exactly what I want because I found it and you explained it and this is what I want. And I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. That means I did my job. It is having a conversation for you so you can save time. So it is nice. It is it is great. Which is why like I also when people want to work with me, I say watch this video series first because it's gonna blow their minds. First off, they might even find their own way to do it themselves. And if they don't want to do it themselves, they know exactly how I'm gonna help them and there's no guessing, right? Yeah. You know, you take the guesswork out of what it's like to work with you, you take the risk out of what it's like to work with you. And awesome. Tell me if this is true. Like the photographs themselves at the result is nice and it's important, but like, you know, you could be like a mean photographer and have the best photos and like that will be an awful experience for someone, right? Like is it about if there's a lot more factors than just the photos looking fabulous and if you're leaning on just the photos i mean unless you're like you know the super the best of the best of the best yeah i imagine there's a lot more to it i think is there a lot of emphasis in your industry on just the photos or do they realize that there's all these other pieces that are sellable i think when you're looking at a referral network and i'm speaking for myself here because the majority of my clients are referral based or google searches. There, It's rare that social media is actually the thing that people find me on, but I've been blogging for 10 years. So I mean, it, the Google makes sense to me. Yeah. And the referral, I think when it comes to stunning photography, everyone loves stunning photography, but photographers love following other photography accounts for great ideas when a photographer is really, really talented. I think when you're speaking about past clients and referral stuff, this sounds like I'm like, yeah, I'm so great. But one of the things when I get a new referral client is like, so-and-so spoke really highly of your vibe or Aww. how efficient you were or how friendly you were or how you know clear you communicated with everyone, how easy you made it. Like none of that has anything to do with photos. One of the best examples of this is, and Audrey and I talk about this, but if you're a fairly friendly photographer and you're not on that other side of things, like where you're maybe grumpy or you don't want to be there or maybe you shouldn't be doing photography. But if you're most photographers are, are pretty social, nice people. And when I used to do weddings and I've done many, many weddings for many years, like hundreds. Wow. One of the things that would happen sort of towards the end of the day is someone would come up to me and be like, you're doing a great job. And I would be like, thank you. You have not even seen the photos yet. But that speaks to something completely different, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that that's important because that's that's what's going to get you referred to someone it's else the experience now granted i'm hoping that a lot of people listening to this have great photos and they're checked they've already checked that box everything else that's exactly what you said it's huge yeah also too like if someone does come up to you at a an event 
right? What is your process of capturing that person? The easiest thing that I do, at least for my networking, right? If I was in a networking event five years ago and I thought somebody was interesting, I send them a LinkedIn invite immediately because now that person I met once five years ago still sees my content on my LinkedIn today. Yeah. I ask people, I have a business card or do you want me to pull up my Instagram for you? Right. That. So the business. So this is something interesting. When I'm, somebody educated me on this, they're like, if you hand someone else a business card, you're putting the work on them. And a lot of times people throw them away. They don't do anything about it. My business cards are cool. So I'm like, yeah, there's a <laughs> photograph. I'm like, yeah, they're weird and different. And I love it. But uh, what? But if you can get them to like your page immediately, hey, I'll find me on your phone, like you kind of said, yeah. that gets them to basically sign up for your marketing in a way that doesn't feel like they're signing up for their marketing because they're not going to see yep. you forever, maybe forever till they unfollow you. But like, but like that's how they can get to know you, right? You're not going to like spend three hours on the phone with them, but they can spend three hours watching your content from the last two years and realize you are the bee's knees yeah. and you're going to blow their mind. And I think that's what you got to remember too, is that like, and that's what happens. Like people sign up for my email list. I don't hear from them for like a year and then they pop up, like you said earlier, they say, oh yeah, I've been watching you for a while. And that's, that's the relationship that you get to cultivate automatically. And it's fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, I'm glad we touched on that. Well, before we wrap up, I always like to ask folks at the end of an interview, what is one piece of advice or it could be a quote you turn to, or it could be just another tip. What is something that you want to leave people with before we sign off? Oof. Okay. I'm going to say two things. So I had an intern this semester who happened to do photography, but she was in the mindset of it's really hard to make a business out of photography. So she needed to find something else to do. And so she was learning how to do social media for campuses. And she applied for a job at another university doing very similar work that she did on her on-campus internship. And it was like, you know, like talk about the students and like, you know, promote the campus, whatever. And one of the reasons she got the job was because she included photography on her application or whatever. Now, granted, the university might think, oh, we don't have to hire a separate photographer. We can pay her the hourly rate that we charge and not have to pay extra for photography. Good deal for them. But for her, it was what got her her first job with ease right after, before even graduating, right? She's not starting till January and she's already got the gig for like a month. So she's been set. So I would say it's, appreciating the the multiple skills that kind of align together because yeah you can do social media and grab a cell phone and take a photo but if you have that eye for photography and you can show up to events with a professional camera and they don't have to do more work like there's there's a value in having a range of skills and the more you can talk about the the other aspects that you love the better and maybe it's the pre-interview about what you want with the phone maybe you love that right whatever that thing is mm-hmm. highlight that if it's a unique obscure skill because if you're also really good at photoshop with like making making animations and while combining it with photo, like that's super specific, like use, I, I wish I can give you better examples, but combine your skills together. The second thing I would say, I keep thinking like I'm talking to like, I sometimes do workshops for like young women to empower them, but like about how to talk about themselves, but try everything in the world because it sounds like you've been in the gamut of photography stuff, experiment with stuff because that's where you're going to learn what you love and what you want to do more of. So uh, that's the other thing I was going to say, but give people a taste of who you are so that they know what you're like, even if they've never met you before. That's the magic of the internet. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I mean, giving someone a taste of who you are doesn't just mean showing them how good your photos are. There are so many other things that go into being a good photographer. People seem to love the buzzword authenticity around what I do. And I was like, oh, authentic sounds kind of cheesy. But like people say, oh, Shiley, you make it feel authentic to me, right? Make it work for you. You don't have to look like every other photographer on the internet. Work in the way that you like and and work in the mediums that you like. If you like videos, great. Photos, 
probably do love photos. <laughs> if you like words, use words. Yeah. Write them down. Mess with Canva or Photoshop or whatever, Premiere or whatever you guys are using these days. Yeah, there's no one way. Yeah, find the you way. There's no one way. No, I think both of those tips are awesome. I mean, that's it's such a great way to wrap this up. But I would like folks to be able to find you. There are links in the bio. But if someone's just like not tech savvy to find those, like how can people find you? YourSocialMediaSherpa.com. There is a resource bucket that has an extreme amount of things that you can do without, again, without talking to me on the phone. Like, you don't have to even talk to me to realize I'm good at what I do, including this video series to be empowered in 25 minutes to count on where your next client is coming from. It's lovely. It's on YouTube. And there's also a course version if people are like, oh, I want to take it as a course. It's all public. Anybody can do it. That's on there. And then there's also my favorite LinkedIn profile collection that has a lot of good examples. Lots of there's tons of videos on YouTube. Highly recommend. Uh, and then there's also getting on my emails every week. It's super easy social media tips. Like my first photographer client was in his 60s, right? And he was like, Shiley, I don't know how to do all of this stuff. And I'm like, but you understand business. If we can bridge those worlds together, everything is possible. So if you want easy tips, you can see me pop up every other week. So again, yoursocialmediasherpa.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Shiley. It was it was great to hear your perspective. And I think a lot of this stuff is going to help a lot of people just reevaluate how they're using social media. 100%. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for being an educating voice to this population. Can I leave on one of my favorite social media quotes that someone else wrote? Yes. <laughs> social media is about the people, not about your business. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. Oh, that's nice. That is really nice to keep in mind. I like that. Yes, it's beautiful. I wish I wrote it. It like feels so me. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you again. Mwah. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Shiley from your social media, Sherpa.com. All the links, as always, are in the show notes. Have a beautiful rest of your week, and we'll be back soon. One final, final reminder, if you're still listening and you'd like to try digging in a little bit more deeply into yourself, what makes you tick, and your business, and maybe try and figure out what needs to be released or changed to make your business grow and thrive and to make you happier as the business owner, check out one of my one-on-one tarot readings for businesses. They are about 45 minutes. They're done one-on-one privately over Zoom and offer you the opportunity to dig a little deeper and really understand what you need most and tap into your own wisdom. So check that out. You can go to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash tarot, T-A-R-O-T, to learn a little bit more about how all of it works and to pick a slot and sign up. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.